It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Six to time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. It's a Friday, and you made it. Congratulations, especially after all the weather that we had during the course of this week. Oh, um, Wyoming is mostly open, sorta, kinda, ish. So let's go ahead and take a look at these maps and so on right now. So, of course, uh, I'll give you just one guess: what one main artery is closed? Yeah, you're right. Okay, yeah, eighty. Now, there is a stretch of 80 from Laramie to Rawlins that they currently have open, but it's really sketchy open. Yeah, and could still close. Because we got some winds coming later today and into the weekend, and so all the snow's going to drift around. I-25 is open all the way up. All the other roads, well, forget going to Muddy Gap. That's not happening. And those poor people in Medicine Bow and Hannah are still stuck there. By the way, go to the Wake Up Wyoming site. There's pictures. I've got a couple of pictures in this, actually. In Medicine Bow, I'm sorry, in Hannah. So if you're going to Hannah, Wyoming, there's just one highway out front. Any other way to get to Hannah is a back gravel road run by the county, and those things, of course, are closed this time of year. There's just no way. So there's one main road. All right, then when you're off that main road, there is a road that goes to Hannah. So I think it's Highway 287 is the main road. And then there's 72, which is just a short stretch that goes into Hannah. That's it. That's the only way to get in. There's no other way. That is so packed with snow. Four big machines have gotten stuck trying to unstick the town of Hannah. Now, the people in this town, there's not very many people there, but they know this drill. And same thing with Medicine Bow. They know the drill. So they know to stock up when it comes to wintertime because I don't think – does Medicine Bow even have a grocery store? I don't think so. Hannah has one small grocery store. So when they go to get supplies, they have to leave town and go all the way to Laramie or all the way to Rollins to stock up. And I guarantee you – they stock up for the winter. The Medicine Bow, just up the road, is a week or so ago. I gave you guys the story of a mom during that last big, not this week, but the last big storm we had. And they got locked in for a while. And this woman's giving birth. Yeah, the local marshal in the area was just a couple of blocks away. And what he was doing was hanging out by a road that they had dropped the crossing guards, making sure someone wasn't going to try to run it. And he got the call, hey, uh, baby's being born. And so he went about two blocks over and helped her deliver the baby. And that was training he got when he was but a rookie. He's a much older cop now, has a bunch of kids himself. But he, that all that training came rushing back to him as he helped to deliver the baby. So all, baby's doing fine, by the way. But Medicine Bow and Hannah, they're still locked in, by the way. They're still not going anywhere. And they've been that way for a while. And just about when those roads get opened up, 
Here comes the wind again later today into tomorrow, Sunday. This is where we're going to get a lot of wind in the area. And all of that that's been scraped away and dug out comes back again. And we're right back to where we started from. So, okay, it says 220 is the one that if you're trying to come down on Medicine Bow from the north, that's 220 in that area. And the road 287 is the road, 287 slash 30 is the road that goes from Laramie up around through Rock River. Rock River, you're stuck too. You've been there for a while, I know. And then Medicine Bow is still stranded. And Hannah is the road that's just stuck. You know, they're trying to dig Hannah out. And I think the people there are okay because here again, like Rock River and like Medicine Bow, Hannah knows the drill this time of year. That's also that stretch of highway that they've talked about. Hey, what if we just went around I-80? What if we built a new interstate to bypass I-80? That's the very road that they're talking about. Oh, you just head on up through Rock River and Medicine Bow and down Hannah. Yeah, but that gets closed just as much as I-80 does for the same reasons. So what's the point? So anyway, if you'd like to see the pictures, and I'll see if I can get more. I don't know if more exists. But if I can get more to add to the story, I will to let you see what Hannah is dealing with and how they are just, again, stuck in that town along with Medicine Bow and, and Rock River. And digging them out has cost a lot. The The snow is really piled high. I just am – well, I, I they're thinking about it more than I am. There's um, going to be the problem of all of the wind this weekend moving back everything that they just plowed away. I just got an update on the map here. So if you're on I-25, north of Wheatland and all the way up to, what is this junction here, which is just south of Douglas, the Orin Junction. All right, they just put a, a serious caution. It's still open, but you know when they open it, but they would rather you didn't? That kind of white-knuckle driving? That's I-25 right now. All right, but most of Wyoming is open for the moment. All right, we got news to take a look at here. Warning, this show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee. And feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not refer to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. I have a slightly new opening for this when it comes to the whole cult of climate change. They're trying to ruin everything, you know. I mean, they really do want to ruin everything. Now they're coming after your ice cream. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Greta Thunberg. How dare you? Actually, be a rocking little dance tune for those people who like to go to the clubs and shake it. Greta in the background. 
Okay, let's take a look at the latest here. Ben and Jerry's ice cream, basically Marx's ice cream, which is a shame because I really do think they've done a great job making their ice cream, but these two are as far left radical liberal as it gets. And so you know what a lot of their money goes to is all of their radical causes, which is why a lot of conservatives don't eat Ben and Jerry's ice cream as delicious as it might be, they don't want the money going to that. So there's a conservative Ben & Jerry's boycott. Not like it matters much. It's kind of like the boycott. Well, there's a certain restaurant that you're supposed to. Chick-fil-A's for one. You know, That boycott's not working. Goya Foods, that boycott's not working. Ben & Jerry's ice cream is not working either. All right. So now, far-left corporate giant Ben & Jerry's Marxist ice cream and other frozen delicacies is doing its part in the ice cream freezer. Yeah, ice cream, making ice cream and keeping it cold contributes to global warming. It takes a lot of energy to keep that ice cream that cold, and that contributes to global warming. So, what they're going to do from now on is not make the freezers as cold. Yeah, every little bit helps, right? Wall Street Journal reported Wednesday that they're working on a way to warm up the ice cream freezer in convenience stores, which will be just shy of turning the product into puddles. Now, personally, when I go to eat ice cream, if I were to grab a little container of ice cream, right, I don't eat it when it's really rock hard. I like to let it sit out for just a bit and get just a little bit on the mushy side. And then I start not wet, not water, just a little bit mushy. Then I start to eat it. That's about what they're looking for. Um, this endeavor, we're told, part of a broader effort to pursue green goals and potentially, potentially boost sales. Warmer, softer ice cream that melts faster is going to boost sales? Well... Maybe because after the whole thing runs down one hand in gooey and sticky mess, the story says maybe it's uh, maybe a lot of customers don't like it as frozen as they sell it. They're hoping. Anyway, that's the decline in quality because to keep ice cream really fresh, if you will, you have to keep it roughly about 10 degrees Fahrenheit. Up from the industry. The industry standard has been zero. They're going to put it up to 10 degrees. This is going to make kids, this, this author says, brokenhearted because, well, there's millions of chest freezers that house ice cream and tub treats and so on in stores all over the place. And they're not going to be using as much energy to try to curb their carbon footprint. Heating up the world's ice cream, the author says, will solve global warming. And claim and calm the apocalyptic feel. <laughs> I can't talk yet. Apocalyptic fears of Ocasio Cortez. Keeping ice cream at 10 degrees rather than zero will reduce energy use and greenhouse gas emissions roughly by 30% per freezer. Just, uh, just got to get used to having that softer, gooier ice cream. That's probably not as fresh. So there you go. That's the latest to save the planet. Because ice cream, you know, is destroying the planet. Let's wake up, Wyoming. Sometimes the best way to... Filming from boring morning radio, that man is Glenn Woods. This is Wake Up, Wyoming on K2 Radio. 
ones at times wake up Wyoming. Boy, the old ice cream stories really got some people upset. My sister in Lake Wales, Florida, don't mess with my ice cream. I will get me. Yeah. Uh, well, here's what I suggested. If you're just joining me, Ben and Jerry's, Marx's ice cream, decided to help fight climate change by the freezers that contain their ice cream will not be at zero or less, but about 10 degrees Fahrenheit, which makes it a bit softer. Now, okay, to really keep ice cream well, you want it at zero or less. And I did get a note here. Let me see. Um, let's see. Oh, here we go. David and Grable. 10 seconds in the microwave. He does what I do. When I pull out a little thing of ice cream, and I don't want really rock-hard ice cream, sometimes I just put it in the microwave for 10 seconds just let it melt a little bit. But to save the planet, I have an idea for Ben & Jerry's. Here's what you do. Every single store that sells Ben & Jerry's, on the top of the store, put a small wind turbine, just a little thing, or maybe a solar panel. And that will provide the energy for your freezer. Now, I don't know what you do when the sun's not shining or the wind's not blowing, but that ought to help you out there, right? Why don't you offset it that way? Or at least put up a wind or solar, you know, whatever, to work with the power that the store already gets. Maybe you can do something there. But their idea is, no, no, no we're just going to keep the ice cream just a little bit warmer. Okay. So, let's see. By the way, um, Jim and Casper says he's helping to fight climate change by uh, farting less, which I called him an old fart. I don't know how that works. He says they're just dusty now. So, okay. But, uh, say, White Eagle. Speaking of global warming, White Eagle is over in Arapahoe. He sent me a picture of his thermometer. He's at negative 30 right now. Most of us are in the negative, like negative 16. He's at negative 30 right now. That's called global warming. Now, I'm going to go back real quick before we get on, because there's a whole lot of stories i got to cover today. I'm going to cover a lot of territory today. But I just played sort of a new opening, which I'm kind of proud of here. Now, a lot of times when I talk about the whole climate change issue, I play this from Al Gore, the only hit song he thinks he ever had. You're driving a big car. I come on your radio. I say the end's close. You just say no. I say it's global warming. But you call me a liar. But this planet's So there's that one there. Now I'm going to have to make a separate little file here of opening so I don't have to go looking for them like I am right now. Oh, by the way, Jim, I have the fart car bit that I'll pay for you next since you brought up farts. Let's see. There's a green... Pl oh, yeah. Here's one of the other songs that I use to open up a climate change story. Okay. So it's 3708. Okay. Uh, paper plastic. Plastic. That's the magic word. What? Green police. Ah. You picked the wrong day to mess with the ecosystem, plastic boy. Oh, So there's that one there. Uh, this one I haven't played in a while. This has to do with Michael Mann when he did the fake hockey stick grab that Al Gore used in his Inconvenient Truth thing. Out of the old hard way. 
Fudging the numbers day by day Ignoring the snow and the cold in a downward line Hide the decline liked a lot because again the data that Al Gore used in his inconvenient truth was falsified so that's what that song's all about and uh, let me see here uh, if we had some global warming I gotta take that oh Ray Stevens song sometimes I use this as a climate change now here we have two real pioneers embarking upon a new career capitalizing on this global warming hype yeah brought you the left-handed hammer and tried to market a recycled pamper. You could say the Gullible brothers have always been the entrepreneurial type. But this next harebrained gullible venture could be earmarked as the major clincher as to whether or not they'll be living it up in their retirement age. They put all they had into one bank row, bought a bunch of land down at the South Pole, eagerly awaiting the impending doom of Climate change, <laughs> thereby being in the catbird seat in the new Florida. And I'm all for working hard to keep this planet clean, but man-made global warming just. So there's that one from Ray Stevens. Let me see. Uh, there's another one I have here. Gha, uh, if we had some global war, here we go. This is the one I was looking at. If we had some global if we had some global warming, it wouldn't be 20 below. It wouldn't be 20 below. If we had some global warming, if we had some global warming, I wouldn't be shoveling snow. I wouldn't be shoveling that blasted snow. If we had some global warming, if we had some global warming, I wouldn't have to drive this giant truck. Maybe I could drive a little commuter car. If we had some global warming, set the flamingo free. So I thought about all of these songs because I just added one, and I'm really proud of this. The Greta Thunberg dance tune. <laughs> can just see people going to some, used to call them discos. This is some nightclub. Whatever they call them today. And this is playing while people are out there on the floor bumping and grinding. Okay, so these are all going to go into a file. And every time I go to talk about climate change, I'm just going to go to the opening file to see which one. Now, Jim, this is for you. America is facing an ongoing energy crisis. As oil gets scarcer, gasoline gets more expensive, and the planet suffers. Electric cars? Most of their electricity comes from coal-fired plants or nuclear reactors. So what's the answer? How about a car that's good-looking, affordable, and runs on clean, environmentally responsible natural gas? Your natural gas. Introducing the Flatula Backfire. It runs like the wind because it's running on wind. Here's how it works. Using state-of-the-art sanitary technology, Flatula captures all your emissions and efficiently channels them directly to a powerful turbocharged engine. It's clean energy, green energy, and best of all, 
it's renewable. The backfire's range is practically unlimited. But if you should happen to run low, don't worry. You're never too far from a Flatula authorized service center where trained, qualified providers stand ready to fill your tank with the gas that's right for your driving needs. Flatula Backfire. It's not just a smart car, it's the fart car. Blame Jim for that bit. It's Wake Up Wyoming. More stimulating than that first cup of coffee. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. All right, so let's see what else they're trying to panic us with here. One thing I've always enjoyed about covering news media and also politicians as well, there's people who make a living off of putting you in a sense of panic or trying to. The more controversial something is, the more hits it gets. That's partly our fault, too. The reason for all the screaming headlines and this is what gets people's attention. So in other words, if I write a story that talks about the weather, let's say, and how actually nothing bad is happening, and if I don't word it just exactly right, it's not going to get a lot of attention. But if I say that we're all doomed, like uh, Al Gore and Greta Thunberg do, then I'll get a lot of attention because that's going to get headlines. People will click on that. They'll share that. That's, it's always been that way. So what's the latest? We've been through murder hornets. Remember them? UFOs, zombie fungus, the cults of climate change, the latest invincible pigs, of course. But now, uh, the story says, but now we have some really good reason to fear imminent apocalypse. Invincible pigs, which just replace mind-altering fungi. Now, the mind-altering fungi, if you haven't heard about this, there is, and there's actually been a couple of um, books and now uh, video games and a television series, too. The idea of a zombie apocalypse is this is actually a true thing. There is a fungus. It's mostly in South America. And if an ant gets into this fungus, it will start to grow into the ant and eventually take over the ant. And the ant will climb high up into a tree, not of its own free will. And then the fungi will then start to release its spores. So the fungus uses the ant to get up someplace high to release its spores making kind of a zombie ant, if you will. That's actually a true thing. And so people started writing stories about, what, well, what if some kind of a fungus started to infect human beings? And the books, the video games, and so on. Okay, so the latest then. Let's see, we talked about the brain. A hybrid breed of super pig, a mix of domestic pig and a wild boar, is running wild in Canada. And now, well, it's about time Canada had something... It's always us or South America or Africa. Your turn, Canada. Now they have their sights on the United States. Oh, here it comes. Originally crossbred to help farm pigs grow larger and tolerate cold temperatures of Canada, a drop in the market about two decades ago led to farmers letting their hybrid pigs free. What this reminds me of is killer bees. Same thing. They were trying to breed a stronger bee. They got out. And remember all the killer bee books and movies and apocalyptic stories about killer bees? Whatever happened to that? 
Same thing with so many other uh, end-time scenarios they've come up with. So now these pigs are running free, and the super pigs are coming south. Montana, North Dakota, Minnesota, Wyoming. The problem? Well, the uh, super pigs are providing... Well, they're proving to be hard to eradicate. Okay, so for those people in Texas that have had problems with pigs there, you've heard about that, of course, right? They want you to go hunting pigs in Texas. Well, these wild hogs, they gobble up everything. They even go after ducks and fish. They have been seen taking down white-tailed deer. I mean, seriously, these are like badass pigs. And then they do crop damage. They're really big and strong. The super pigs have already traversed across international borders and dipping into at least North Dakota. And they'll be here in Wyoming in no time at all, I'm sure. All right. So what are we supposed to do about it? Well, I look at it this way. When you get into states like North Dakota, Montana, and Wyoming, There's people out here who just love to hunt. And if you tell them that there's some near indestructible hybrid pig coming down and we want them to be hunted and killed, well, you got some good old boys out in this part of the country that would look at that as a challenge. And boy, this is really going to get interesting and fun. There comes your next novel. There comes your next movie. I'm not sure how they're going to play this, but the latest thing that's supposed to scare the hell out of you. Whatever happened to the murder hornet, by the way? Whatever happened to uh, New York, Manhattan being underwater by now and most of Florida? What happened to that? What happened to the Maldive Islands disappearing? And so it's one thing after the next. We were all supposed to be eradicated by COVID. Here we are. Someday something will do in the human race. Someday something will happen that will do in the human race. Until then, every other prediction out there, it's been tough on us, but we're still here. 642 Wake Up Wyoming. This weather. It matters to wake up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Call Glenn at 888-97-WOODS and make your voice heard. AM 1030 K2 Radio. 648 is the time. Let's wake up Wyoming. Off we go to the icebox where Frank Gambino's waiting by. Uh, so, Frank, I'm glad we were able to get into work today. Did you park nicely? Yeah. It was, yeah um, okay, we're good. You know, it's the, the, the conveniences of modern life. Uh, yeah. yeah, and modern equipment. Can you imagine if we didn't have all of these big machines? How long well, it would take you us? know what? You give people shovels and go out there. Yeah, that's well, they, yeah, the good old days when everybody actually did manual labor. Now it's easier that way. Yes. Look, at, look at the mountain of snow we got. Yes, the good old days sucked, by the way, Frank, because everybody had to go out in freezing sub-zero no, temperatures. That, no, no, no. When I was like a that. kid, you made money on that. Yes, yeah. You also were in better shape after that, too. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and yeah. all of the nonsense I talk about on my radio program didn't happen because everybody was busy. Yeah, they got things to do. Yeah, exactly right. Like go out there in sub-zero temperatures and shovel snow away, stuff like that. Okay. Uh, I did a story just a moment ago. See, now you remember murder hornets. Remember that? Right, yeah, right. they they attack the bee. Yeah, and then the killer bees. Or, or the, the killer bees attack killer bees, the hornet right. yeah. and roast it because it's yeah. once all the bees got on top of the hornet, the hornet can only last right. such, at, at a certain degree, and it's two degrees over. Right, now, like the latest one, and I was just telling everybody, and I got a lot of reaction from this, which I mentioned it to you. So apparently up in Canada, they were breeding some kind of a really big, strong pig to handle 
Canadian temperatures and winters, like we yeah. don't even know here, right? right yeah. Well, they got out, and they've been working their way south. And Ooh. so I mentioned at some point they get to Wyoming because they're heading our way. So that's the latest thing we have to worry about is these big, ferocious pigs. So Chet and Yoder, maybe we will see our super pigs fighting grizzlies and other critters. <laughs> that, that could be good. Uh, Milo and Fort Danger sounds like food to me. And also, Rianne says, all I hear is thrill of hunting and better bacon. You know, uh, down in Texas, they have those feral hogs. Yes. And they're mean. Yes. And they, 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 so they, have, they set up these traps. It's like big cages that they, uh-huh. that they can get maybe 10 or 15 of them. Yep. And they encourage people, Frank, if you want to go hog hunting, Texas is like, please. Yeah, yeah, please, yeah. Come on down. <laughs> Harvest as much as you want. Yeah, go right ahead. Just go ahead and hunt away here. In fact, they're having a problem in Florida in some areas with too many alligators. So if you would like to go. When I was a kid, it was illegal to gator hunt. Now, now though, oh, please, please do. Yeah, please, yeah. Yeah, so just be ready. There might be some super pig about the size of your automobile and one day show up from Canada. Just tossing that out there. <laughs> All right, the State High School Wrestling Tournament uh, rolls along at the Ford Center in Casper today in the inaugural girls tournament that kicked off yesterday. And those girls' finals will be tonight at 7 p.m. Lucy Ticknor of Glenrock will be in the 100 final. Avianca Guzman may, of Laramie made it to the 105 final. Natrona's Andrea Controlo will wrestle for the 125-pound championship. Cheyenne Central's Meadow King is in at 145. Kelly Walsh has two girls in the finals. Skylie Gangwish at 155 and Olivia Smith at 170. Grayson Golf from Cheyenne. And East will be in at 190 pounds for a championship tonight. In the girls' team standing, Star Valley is first with 113 pounds. Kelly Wall second with 82 and Sheridan third with 80. The boys' first round will get going at 9 this morning. The semifinals will be tonight at 7. In 4A, in the Trona is the defending champion, but the 4A complexion changed big time this year with defending 3A champion Star Valley joining the 4A ranks. Sheridan looks to be the team to beat in 4A. Green River and Douglas will be the top contenders in 3A, and Kemmer is the defending champion in 2A, and the Rangers are loaded. So wrestling begins at 3.30. There's wrestling finals tomorrow at 3.30 at the Ford Center, and the first round starts at 9 this morning today. High school basketball, 1A and 2A regional tournaments rolling along today. The 2A East and Sundance on the boys' side. Pine Bluffs over Sundance, 49-39, and Burns lost to Tongue River, 74-45 in the winner's bracket. Pine Bluffs will beat Tongue River at 8.30 tonight. Burns in a loser all game against Sundance at 1.30 in Sundance. On the girls' side, Pine Bluffs edge right 46-41. Burns knocked off Tongue River 63-56. In the winner's bracket, Pine Bluffs versus Sundance at 4. Burns will play Lingle at 5-30. In the 1A East Regional in Buffalo, Southeast over Midwest and boys play 68-25. KC defeated Guernsey 45-21. KC in the winner's bracket will play Upton tonight at 8-30. Midwest in the loser's bracket plays HEM at 9 this morning. On the girls' side, KC over HEM 49-20. So KC in the winner's bracket playing Southeast at 1. And those 1A and 2A regional tournaments continue tomorrow. In 4A basketball for the boys and the girls, Cheyenne Central and Cheyenne East tonight at the Story Gym. Laramie will be at Cheyenne South. Natrona will host Sheridan. The annual Peach Basket Classic between Natrona and Kelly Walsh will be tomorrow night at NC. In women's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowgirls drilled Nevada last night, 81-66, to improve the 19-9 overall, 12-5 in Mountain West Conference play. Douglas High School grad Allison Ferdy get 23 points to lead the way for UW, who will host Colorado State tomorrow in Laramie. 
Prairie. Wyoming Cowboys will be in Fort Collins to meet CSU tonight in battle of the two worst teams in the Mountain West Conference. UW is 3-12 and in league play and CSU 4-11. 7 p.m. start tonight. We'll have that for you on K2 Radio and Casper and KCGY and Larry. Good news is most of the roads in Wyoming are open. Really sketchy. Really sketchy. It was slick they, out there yesterday. Yeah, they, well, they are open. So they can get and uh, good drivers that know the Wyoming tradition of slip and slide will be able to get to where they need to go. However, Frank, watch over this weekend, Saturday, Sunday, lots of wind. Takes us right back to where <laughs> well, we started from, right? There, there, there's pictures of I-80. There, oh. There's one that you couldn't even tell, the off-ramp. Exa- oh, yeah. I've seen that picture. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Find the off-ramp. Yeah, find the off-ramp. Yeah, good yeah, luck with that. Yeah, okay. Right. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business we have taken. We're all into news time after that. National local update on weather forecast. Wake up, Wyoming. Reconnected. Seven on six of time. It is a Friday, and I'm glad you made it through all of what this week threw at you. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. It is open phones. Triple eight ninety seven Woods. The phone number. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Real quick, I got a picture here from DJ, who's up in Gillette. They're (laughs) kind of snowed in, drifted in, basically. There are waves of snow out in her front yard. Yesterday, she told me that she's got, if you walk up to her front door, there's several steps you got to go up to the front door. Okay. Those steps were just gone. You open up the door, and it's just a big pile of fluff out there, really high, several feet high. Today, with some drift, it looks like, DJ, you have waves. As if foamy ocean water had just come up on your front yard, which is a big front yard, folks. That's what she's dealing with. Now, if you want to go to the Wake Up Wyoming site, take a look at what they're doing in Hannon, Wyoming. They've had several big stuck machines, like four, as they're trying to dig Hannah, Wyoming out. And also, Miss Mary, heads up, I did get some pictures from the Sweetwater County Sheriff's Office, so I'm putting up a quick post right now. Same kind of post as Hannah, but it's a warm setter. And there again, it just, the, the piles of snow, you wouldn't believe. Now, on that note, Dave in Casper, now, I, I got to make sure I do, when I pick on Dave, I'm talking about Dave from San Francisco. There's a lot of great Daves out there. Dave from Casper is one of them. You guys looking at this global warming thing all wrong, he writes. As I was running my snowblower for the fourth time in two days, I I found myself thanking God for global warming. Can you imagine how bad the snow would be without it? (laughs) I hadn't thought about it that way. I just, I really didn't. How bad will all this be? Temperatures right now, let's see, minus 15 where I'm at. Some people are below that. This hour, 745, Don Day will join me. We'll talk about all of this snow and so on. Meantime, it is open phones. Warning. Wake Up Wyoming is about to enter daily open phones. This means that anyone will be allowed to call in and talk about anything. I mean, imagine if we actually allowed you on air to say anything you wanted. Scary, right? 
Well, we're just that brand of crazy. If you are offended by what other people think, then maybe you want to tune out right about now. Just saying. If you should choose to call, just remember, the more funny and interesting you are, the longer Glenn will keep you on the line. Obnoxious jerks will be hung up on. <coughs> Dave, <coughs> all right, strap in and let's do this thing. All right, 8897 Woods, the phone number that's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. You can go ahead and talk about what I'm talking about, change the subject. Oh, by the real quick, as far as roads are concerned, of course I-80 is closed. And if you're around Rock River and Medicine Bow and Hannah, you're shut down. Uh, there, most of the rest of Wyoming is actually opening up. However, it's really sketchy driving, just so you know. You know the drill, slow it down, you know, that kind of stuff. Because it, you can drive out there today, and most of Wyoming is just really sketchy going. All right, different topic for you. From Cowboy State Daily, pay taxes in gold? Hmm. Wyoming close to accepting precious metals as legal tender. Story says Fort Knox has earned a reputation as the world's most secure repository for gold, although some tin hatters out there will say there's no gold in Fort Knox. But perhaps one day it'll have uh, some kind of a rival like Wyoming. Scottsdale Mint, the CEO, told state lawmakers Thursday, Norton testimony on a bill, that would allow Wyoming to accept certain tax payments in gold or silver, that he has uh, bought a building that would be used to house and that old building, get a load of this, used to be the Casper Star Tribune. Interesting. Okay. Now, if you don't know, the Casper Star Tribune, when you look in Casper, Wyoming, there's this big, big building that sits sort of back in a field in Casper. They, they took a lot of land to do this. And it's this big building. It had a huge printing press in it. And it didn't just do the Casper Star Tribune as a newspaper. A printing press of that size took care of other local newspapers and all sorts of other print needs for the huge region. And the Casper Star Tribune used to be a newspaper that had a lot of reporters and covered a huge area. They have been failing. They've, it's not been going well for them. We can get into all the reasons why you think why, but the fact of the matter, I one day walked into a grocery store on a Sunday, and I looked over to see the Sunday paper. And the, usually, you know, the the, thun, the Sunday paper is like a half a foot thick. All right. Well, it was as thin as a Monday paper, but it also, since it was folded in half, I noticed it had not just shrunk in thickness, but the length and width of it was smaller, too. And I thought, and that's the Sunday paper? And was it the Tribune that quit printing on Monday? I know that they quit printing one day out of the week. And in fact, the Casper Star Tribune quit printing at that location. So their printing press went quiet. So they moved just up the road from these studios here. I can walk up to their new offices which is a nice building, but it's considerably, I mean, really small. So what happened to the Casper Star Tribune building? Big, big building. It was sold. So during testimony on Thursday, they said this, the CEO that wants to do gold in Wyoming says he bought, he's using, or wants to use, the Casper Star Tribune building that used to be this big major newspaper operation. He said there were building what would be essentially a private Fort Knox. 
that building was highly densely it had concrete walls and all of that. While it didn't fit the bill for a lot of other companies, he says perfect for us because it's a serious building. The new Ford Knox in Wyoming would be home to a foreign trade zone operator with imports uh, and exports for mining companies around the world, he said. He also offered to help Wyoming as it moves toward accepting precious metals as tax payments to better understand the ins and outs of taking gold and silver and so on as legal tender. He said, we understand metals, he told lawmakers. That's what we do. We work with banks. We work with governments. About half of our products go overseas. Wyoming lawmakers had a lot of questions for this guy, as you can imagine. The bill, Senate File 101, sponsored by Senator Bob Ide, Republican Casper, is an amendment to one approved during the Wyoming legislative session in 2022, the Wyoming Legal Tender Act, which has removed taxes from gold and silver and spelled out that they are legal tender recognized by both Wyoming and the U.S. Constitution. So the amendment I brought would require the state to prepare to accept payments of minerals for taxes like gold and silver. Also require the Wyoming treasurer to provide exchange rates for the purpose, he told him, to invest in gold. The move, the story says, also helps prepare Wyoming in case of unforeseen financial collapse. Like, for example, the way your federal government is printing fake money and borrowing money, you can have a collapse of the dollar easily. Well, now you have some other kind of legal tender that you can go ahead and use. That's one of the reasons people also look at things like cryptocurrency as a possibility. And someone sent me a while back, it was a, a bill. It looks like a you know, dollar bill, right? Sort of. But it feels sort of metallic, and it's because it's infused with gold. There's actual gold in it, almost like holding a piece of tinfoil. And it's worth a dollar. It's a dollar's worth of gold in there. Well, the chances of that happening, you know, collapse of the dollar and so on, probably slim right now, he said. But what they really want to do is to get things set up for, well, to be prepared. If for whatever reason we have a calamity of the financial markets, we have something to trade with. Gold could give the state an asset that it could hedge against, expose. Well, hang on, I don't just look at gold. I, Wyoming has a lot that it can trade as far as natural resources are concerned. So if there were financial collapse of the dollar, we don't just have gold. We have all sorts of other stuff that we do business with, that we can trade with, that can keep Wyoming financially viable. And that includes gas, oil, coal, cattle, sheep, you know, in other words, durable goods, things like that. Their value has been recently plummeting. He's talking about uh, the Federal Reserve and the dollar. Everyone is aware of that. I'd envisions the state treasurer's office working with outside experts such as precious metal depositories to establish the process of accepting a mineral tax payment of gold or silver. If at a later time, he says, the state wishes to handle more of the responsibility directly, well, it could do so. However, at the outset, it's simply... Uh, trying to enlist outside experts. That's what the Senate File 101 is to do. I also said Wyoming can get ahead of today's ongoing monetary problems before it expands and blows into a crisis. So 
There's questions out there, of course, that have to be answered, but that's where they're starting with something like this. Okay, interesting. I didn't know. I knew the Casper Star Tribune newspaper building had been sold. I didn't know what for, though, until now. 717, wake up Wyoming. Quicker than a soggy morning porch paper, you need Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Twenty-two is the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. All right, triple eight ninety-seven Woods phone number. That's eight 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 ninety-seven W O O D S. You can talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. Fine by me. Gave you some stories this morning about a couple of places, like Wamsutter, Hannah, Wyoming. Wamsutter and Hannah, Wyoming are trying to dig out, and some of the big Tonka toys that they use to dig out roads and open up the highways for people, they're getting stuck. So there's pictures and stories of that on the Wake Up Wyoming website right now. Now, here's another one. Also Cowboy State Daily. Emergency feeding underway for starving elk herds. The snow is so deep. Yeah, remember now, I, I, how many times have I quoted this to you? Back in 2000. A noted climatologist, and it was carried in many newspapers and organizations across the country, said that snow is now a thing of the past. It's going to be such a rare event that when it happens, you're going to have to explain it to kids. They're just not going to know what it is. So please take your kid and it just if you can't pick him up and throw him outside, push him out and let them land face first into the snow. Then explain to them what they just hit. Because they have no idea what that is. Story says, as multi-generation Wyoming rancher Joe Nielsen said, Star Valley just isn't good winter elk habitat to begin with. Now, he ought to know. His family's been there since 1889. He said, my ancestors didn't write in their journals about living on elk meat during the winters. The dang near starved, he said. And indeed, it is said that in the Star Valley, it's short uh, is short for a name uh, pioneers originally gave it, Starvation Valley. I didn't know that. Star Valley was Starvation Valley? Even during his own lifetime, Neil said, he watched elk in the Star Valley grow from a seldom spotted novelty to massive herds that now fill the valley. So there's a good thing he said. Then we have winters like this. He says, we've got more winter than we've had in a few years. So we've gotten more elk than we've had in a few years. And that's caused problems. Okay, so elk now packed the valley. And that was okay when we didn't have as much snow and they could get to the food. But with all of this snow, they can't get to the food. Deep snow in several areas, the story says, has cut the elk off from what they normally will eat during wintertime in some places. It's prompted emergency action. Wyoming Game and Fish spokesperson told Cowboy State Daily that's because the hungry, well, they're moving into ranches, raiding haystacks, breaking down fences, anything to get to the food. Most elk are coming into feeding sites during the night, and you can't, you can't watch these things 24-7. So what do you do? And if you don't do anything, they starve, right? So, Neil, who lives out there, says he's lucked out so far that the elk haven't yet taken his haystack. But Game and Fish has helped some ranchers in the valley set up barriers. 
Uh, I've lost one winter pasture. I have lost... Um, it's hardened now, he says. Elk has grazed it down, and now it's hardened, and you can't get to anything. It's also hoped that uh, feeding the elk will help keep it away from what the cattle are using because the ranchers need that. So because of the proximity to the Idaho border, he says, he's affected by policies from both Wyoming Game and Fish and Idaho Fish and Game Department. Now, one of these two one of these two states has to correct their name. There's Wyoming Game and Fish and Idaho Fish and Game. So which is it, guys? Game and Fish or Fish and Game? Pick one. Anyway, usually elk winter in the foothills, he says. But Idaho has issued some special, uh, well, some special hunt tags for those on the preserve to help thin the herd down a little bit. They elk cross between states frequently. Both Wyoming Game and Fish and Idaho Fish and Game, again, pick one, want to claim elk for hunting tags when it comes to managing the impact on ranching. So what do they do? And again, there's also the idea of doing what they can, which I thought was interesting, not surprising, but interesting to get out there and try to drop some hay, something, feed some of them so it stays away from the ranchers out there. But all of this because, and most of what I was talking about so far this morning, because of all the snow that we've been getting. In fact, yesterday, at these radio studios, our parking lot, which is behind the building, was just a massive snowdrift of mounds. Been cleared out now. Okay, that's good. But wow, it, people couldn't even get to work yesterday. That's just the, the levels. And I have pictures. You've probably seen them, too, if you've been on social media. The pictures from all over, not just the state, but the region. See these pictures where people take of their houses and there's a big snowdrift up against the house? Or somebody standing there next to a snowdrift and is way taller than them. Okay. Now, in, to let you know what's happening weather-wise, we've talked about this before. La Nina, El Nino. That's where the cycles of the sun determine the temperature of a region of the Pacific Ocean. And when that region heats up, okay, more wet weather moves our way. When the sun is in a cooler cycle, that area does not get as hot and we go through a drought period. For those people in the cult of climate change who want to put up some kind of a barrier so the earth doesn't get as much sun so we stay cooler, you're asking for drought, in case you didn't know. You might want to do something that you claim nobody else is doing. You might want to look at the science of this. We need that warmer Pacific because that sends us all of the moisture. And as annoying as it is to go through all of this, that we've been going through in the wintertime. This is what's filling up our reservoirs. In fact, filling up quite nicely. It, if, if this keeps up, California is definitely out of the drought. Oh, DJ just sent me another picture of her front yard. Yeah, you have waves out there of snow. And then her American flag is barely hanging on out there. Probably too deep to walk out and change it out for another flag of it, right? How many flags do you go through a year, by the way, DJ? Quite a few, I know. Let's wake up Wyoming. Here is on AM 1030 K2 Radio. Join the show at 888-97-WOODS.
136 the time. Let's wake up, Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. If I said Dr. Taylor Haynes, a lot of you guys kind of perk up. Man, I have a lot of respect for really have liked. He started in Wyoming as a cowboy, became Dr. Taylor Haynes, and uh, also has a ranch, and he's a bit of an entrepreneur and some other businesses. Ran for governor several times. So I really do. I've always admired Dr. Taylor Haynes and his opinion. Now, I only mentioned to me, I only mentioned someone's race when it's actually germane to the topic. Or not to me. I just, I do what Martin Luther King said. I judge a man by the content of his character. I, I don't care what race he is. Whatever. Doesn't matter. But in this case, it matters that Dr. Haynes is a black man because of what he said on a post he just put up on social media. Good morning. I thought I'd take a minute on this <clears throat> beautiful mountain morning. Everything's fed, fed. Everybody's marching and happy. I want to address this utter dangerous nonsense about reparations. I thought it had died and gone away to its grave. This idea needs to be buried. This is not an attempt to fix anything. This is an attempt to divide us on racial lines. They want to sow real hatred. What will happen if you gave every black person in this country $5 million? It will crash the currency. Currency would be worthless. You're talking trillions, trillions, trillions and trillions of dollars. That would breed hatred like you've never seen, and deservedly so. Anybody dumb enough to take that is suicidal. Let me tell you what I know about slavery. Everybody's talking about slavery. What are the scars of slavery? Well, I don't know what they are. I've got as much education formally as there is. I've had great opportunities both in industry, in medicine, and even in the church. So, what are they talking about? My grandmother's grandmother was a slave, and she heard many stories, and some of those were horrible. And she finished these stories with this. Son, she called all the boys in the family sons. That was your name. Those folks went through all of that. The Lord let that happen so that you could be born free. You can learn whatever you want to learn. You can read, write, study. You can do whatever it is in this country that you want to do. This was before the Civil Rights Movement. And certainly after the Civil Rights Movement, that admonishment, that lesson, that lecture came home. You have every opportunity as every other American. Reparations, reparations were paid in two installments. Emancipation Proclamation, free the slaves. Civil Rights Act, 1964, level the playing field, ended segregation. Civil, the Voting Rights Act, 1965, you got the right to vote, you got the right to choose your leaders, go get it. You got the same opportunities as every other American. Now, Dr. Haynes, of course, uh, again, the only reason I mentioned it, you heard him talk about it there, is a black man and a very successful man here in the state of Wyoming. He was standing out there in the field, by the way, with a lot of snow behind him, having just fed his cattle. That's why he heard the wind. 740s the time. Glenn Woods, did you just hit the snooze? Really? This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. Seven forty-five is the time it's wake up Wyoming. There's a new game online. You get on the internet, you go looking on YDOT at the camera pictures of the interstates all around Wyoming, and you play the game of find the on-ramp. How you doing with that there, Don? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's tough in some places. It's easy in others. Yeah, and a couple of towns you can try to find, like, for example, Hannah, 
and Wamsutter. I have pictures there of YDOT and the local sheriff's department trying to dig a trench to get to those towns. Yeah, literally. I mean, this harkens back, you know, these are the storms your grandpa used to talk about, right? You know, it's like the snow is yay high and it did it for days and days and it seemed like the winter that would never end and that's certainly this one for sure. Now, here's the big question on this. As everybody's working really hard and digging things out and people are starting to move again, most of the state is open, sketchy driving, but most of it's open anyway. When does that wind start to make us miserable again? Well, later this afternoon and tonight, uh, we see two periods of wind. Um, This afternoon, overnight, into Saturday morning, then kind of a lull. Then Sunday into Sunday night, Monday morning will be another round of wind. That second round is probably going to be the strongest. So let's try to be optimistic and say that with the warmer temperatures, that when the stronger wind hits, maybe some of the snow is settled. But the problem is is that... I mean, it was another night. I mean, those temperatures overnight were incredible again. Oh, yeah. I mean, lots of so so that that snow is not going to be compacted for a while. Well, okay, so we finally get through that, but unfortunately, I mean, I wanted you to give us really great news for next week, but well, I don't see. Do, do I see next week what happened this past week? No. no okay, but good. that's good. It's, it's it's a busy pattern. I mean, I there, there there's a couple of long range tools that we get on on Thursdays. Uh, we get a, a new long range outlook from the European modeling, which is, you know, by most measures, probably the best. It's not perfect, but it's pretty good. But also the uh, Japan Meteorological Agency on Thursdays puts out their four week modeling, which tends to do really good is because they pay very close attention to what's going on in the Pacific and they're lining up. They're both saying the same thing, which, which means that uh, for the last days of February, well into the first couple of weeks of, of April, we're going to see a what, I, what I'd call a semi-permanent area of low pressure in the western states. Now, that doesn't mean we'll be under low pressure the whole time, but it means we are going to be frequented by storms and fronts um, in rapidity, meaning there's going to be something coming through about every three or four days or so. Some will be minor systems that won't do a lot. Some will be bigger. But the thing is, is the frequency uh, of these systems is is going to be enough to continue to keep us in a very wintry and and, and really a, a much colder than average pattern through the much of March. Now, I've never been the type of person to get a song stuck in my head. But for those people who are going to spend the next, you know, couple of weeks digging out day after day, there is a song I would like to have stuck in their heads, Don. <laughs> Just keep that in your head as you're digging everything out. Let's head on over to the ice box where Frank Gambino is waiting by. Frank, I went on over to Wild Prep Sports. Yes. You and David have been posting all sorts of pictures of girls wrestling across the state of Wyoming. It was a pretty good event. It was the first time that they've ever had a sanctioned girls state wrestling tournament. There were 212 girls entered. Wow. Which is pretty good. Now, That's a good number, yeah. And they're projecting that that number of participants statewide may double next year. Sure, it could have been and, higher. And may double again right? in yeah. three years. Now, my only concern is, because I'm looking on the Wild Prep site here, there's a really great gallery of all of these girls wrestling. My only concern is 
the human body is not allowed to twist like that. Yes, it is. It, uh, really? Because I'm looking at this thinking, no, if you tried to twist me like that, you'd break me in half, Frank. Well, yeah, I mean, but, you know, the, there's there's the game Twister, right? Oh, okay. So, you know, but, yeah, yeah, I mean, um, the, the, these girls would pummel you. So, okay, <clears throat> I, I believe you. Yes, definitely. <laughs> Are you saying that if I was good at the game of Twister, I might have been good at high school wrestling? Well, you'd, you'd have a fighting chance. I, well, yeah, okay. <laughs> because I do, seriously, I do look at some of the positions they're in when they're rolling around on the mat, and I'm thinking, you can't turn the body that way without something popping off. Well, they're incredibly flexible. I guess so, yeah. Okay, well, uh, this is really impressive to see, and I'm hoping next time they have a big tournament like this, the weather cooperates, so even more. And th still, though, that number of girls showing up in Wyoming. Yeah, you know what? Impressive. Most of the teams. I was talking to a bunch of coaches yesterday. Yeah. They're all. They've been here in Casper since Monday. Right. Wow. They, they 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 get the go. They 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 check the weather and say, all right, if you're going to be if you want to mm -hmm. be in Casper on Thursday, you must leave today. And they did. So, so right. they're kind of like going, uh, okay, yeah. we need to start wrestling here. Great so, stuff on Wild Preps. All right, the State High School Wrestling Tournament does roll along today at the Ford Center in Casper. The inaugural girls tournament kicked off yesterday, and those girls' finals will be tonight at 7 p.m. Lucy Tickner of Glenrock will be in the 100-pound final. Avianca Guzman from Larry made it to the 105 final. The Toronto's Andrea Controla will wrestle for the 125-pound championship. Cheyenne Central's Metal King is in at 145. Kelly Walsh has two girls in the final. Finals. Skylie Gangwish at 155 and Olivia Smith at 170. Grayson Golf from Cheyenne East at 190 will be wrestling for a championship tonight. In the girls' team standing, Star Valley is first with 113, Kelly Wall second with 82, and Sheridan third with 80. The boys' first round will get going at 9 this morning at the Ford Center. The semifinals will be tonight at 7 p.m. In 4A, Natrona is the defending champion, but the 4A complexion has changed this year big time with defending 3A champion Star Valley joining the 4A ranks. Sheridan looks to be the team to beat in 4A. Green River and Douglas looks to be the top contenders in 3A. Kemmer is the defending champion in 2A and the Rangers are loaded. So wrestling begins today at 9 a.m. and the finals will be at 3.30 tomorrow at the Ford Center. High school basketball the 1A and 2A regional tournaments roll along today. The 2A East and Sundance on the, on the boys' side. Pine Bluffs over Sundance 49-39. Burns lost to Tongue River 74-45. In the winner's bracket Pine Bluffs will meet Tongue River at 8.30 tonight. Burns in a loser game Loser out game against Sundance at 1.30. On the girls' side, Pine Bluffs beat Wright 46-41. Burns knocked off Tongue River 63-56. In the winner's bracket, Pine Bluffs uh, versus Sundance at 4. And then Pine, Bl and then, uh, it's Pine, Pine Bluffs versus Sundance at 4. Burns will play Lingle at 5.30. In the 1A East Regional in Buffalo, Southeast over Midwest 68-25. KC defeated Guernsey 45-31 in boys' play. KC in the winner's bracket will meet Upton tonight at 8.30. Midwest in the loser's bracket plays HEM at 9 this morning on the Girls' side, KC over HEM, 49-20. KC win a winner's bracket game against Southeast at 1. And those 1A and 2A regional tournaments continue tomorrow. 4A basketball, Cheyenne Central and Cheyenne East will meet in girls' boys' play tonight at the Story Gym. Laramie will be at Cheyenne South. Natrona will host Sheridan. The annual Peach Basket Classic between Natrona and Kelly Walsh tomorrow night at NC. In women's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowgirls drilled Nevada last night in Laramie, 81-66, to improve the 19-9 overall, 12-5 in Mountain West play. UW will host Colorado State tomorrow and Laramie, the Wyoming Cowboys, and Fort Collins to meet CSU. It's battled the two worst teams in the Mountain West Conference, but they're going to play anyway. Mm -hmm. All right. We'll have okay. that for you on KC Radio and Casper and KCGY. A Larry. question here. Now, I realize it doesn't come from me. So, apparently, the game of Twister, according to you, could potentially make you better at wrestling, right? White Eagle... 
from Arapaho. Ask Frank if titty twister is a legit move in uh, wrestling. It is not. No, it's not. Okay. Well, as long as we're doing twister. It is not. It's not. Okay. I just, well, he asked the question. Didn't come from me, Frank, just so you know. It is not. No, okay. It's not. There you go, White Eagle. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. We're going to roll into news time after that. National local update on the weather forecast. Let's wake up, Wyoming. Sixth of time, it is a Friday, and I'm glad you made it. And most of the state of Wyoming is open. Not all of it, but most of it is. Those just keep in mind those roads that are open are sketchy. But I-80, of course, is closed. And some other places you'll find if you go to the Wake Up Wyoming website, I'll show you where is open. And towns still dug out that are completely trapped. All right. On Thursday's Wake Up Wyoming, about 7:20 in the morning. Got a call for your Wyoming representative in U.S. House, Harriet Hegeman. She had traveled down because she's on the Judiciary Committee. And she had gone down to the southern border with the Republican members of the Judiciary Committee because, not surprising here, the Democrats didn't want to go. Oh, the Republicans had no problem going. The Democrats did not want to go. So she was down there on the southern border, and she gave this program a call. Now, some of you on Thursday were not up at 7.20 in the morning to hear what she had to say, so I decided to play that call back this morning. I have an actual picture here of your Wyoming representative, Harriet Hegeman, bum-tackling someone who's trying to cross the border illegally. I'm so glad you decided to head down there and handle it personally, Harriet. Well, somebody has to. Somebody has to. Are you on the southern border right now? I am. I'm down in in Yuma, Arizona. Okay. So you've decided to go out down there and have a look. Are you with a group of people? Both, yes. Uh, It's the Judiciary Committee. So I think as we've talked before, I was appointed to the Judiciary Committee, and we're holding hearings on the border uh, related to the border crisis. It was interesting. I was meeting with law enforcement and Border Patrol people last last night. Um, They're absolutely ecstatic that we're here. I I wasn't necessarily surprised by their reaction, but I was surprised by the fact that they said, nobody comes down here and sees the disaster that's been created. It's been years since there has been an opportunity for a hearing like this for real people to come and talk to us about what's going on on the border. And when the president was down there a little while ago, he really didn't get to see what you're seeing. They whitewashed it for him. Well, yeah, the photographs were were stark in terms of their contrast mm. between what we saw in El Paso prior to his visit, and then what they did in terms of moving the homeless and the and the illegal immigrants out, uh, so that he could walk along a nice clean street and pretend that nothing was happening. Okay, so where did they bring you to show you that something is happening? We're in the what they call the Yuma sector, so we're far southwest Arizona. We went out last night, late, um, but they also said that now it seems that people are coming in two, three, or two or three o'clock in the morning. We went out about eleven thirty last night. We didn't see anything except we got to see 
where the wall, we got to see where the wall works. We got to see the design. We were shown all of the materials that have been laying there rotting since Joe Biden took office. Uh, we saw the gaps in the wall. It was very interesting. We were driving along the uh, a canal down here. This is a huge ag area. Um, lots of lettuce and cauliflower and broccoli and dates and just a huge, huge ag area. So it, it's crisscrossed with quite a few canals and, and ditches and things. And we were driving along a canal last night and we came to probably a 50 foot gap in the wall that has been there since the day that Joe Biden took mm-hmm. office. Literally, it was within a couple of days, if not a day, of being finished. He put, put uh, sent out the order of no more construction. That 50-foot gap is what they refer to as a hot spot, and people just pour through it. I'm talking to your Wyoming representative, Harriet Hegman, who's on our southern border right now. So let's take a look at what it's like, not just for the farms and ranches, but the towns down there, because they're being overrun. Well, we're going to go visit a hospital this morning, and I don't know if you've read. I read last week there is in the hospital here in Yuma, they are facing closure. They have $26 million of unpaid bills from treating illegal aliens. Um, They are having, they've had a 125% increase in capacity uh, related to pregnancy-related issues and being able to deliver babies. they are, it, it is truly a crisis of massive, massive proportions. They've contacted the federal government. They've contacted DHS. They have contacted and requested funding. Uh, and, and the federal government has just basically said, pound sand, we're not giving you a dime. So it's bizarre to me that the federal government, Joe Biden's administration, creates this crisis. It's the local people who suffer the consequences, and then they wash their hands of it and pretend it's not happening. We're also going to visit a food bank today that distributes massive amounts of food. One other thing that we heard last night is that when they come across, they they uh, they will go to particular locations. They're instructed of where to go. They all have cell phones. They all have maps. They're instructed of where to go, or they're dropped off on the other side of, of the wall or, or the other side of the border. They're told where to go. There are buses that are lined up waiting to meet them, to take them in and process them. With our Border Patrol folks last night, they were telling us that usually you've got a Border Patrol agent about every one mile as they're, as they're uh, uh, working the, the, the border. There were none. We saw a couple of trucks out there last night looking for footprints, things like that. They're processing. That's the only thing that they have time to do. They're not They're not patrolling our border at all. They're processing illegal immigrants coming into this country. So I don't expect to get a good answer for this, but I'm going to try. So what's the press coverage like? Are they there? And if they are covering it, is it actually getting on television and other news media? Because I haven't seen anything. They are, I believe, Fox News. I want to say his name is Bill Malugin, but I'm not sure if I butchered that name or not. He was with us last night. There were a couple of other members of the press. One of them was from one of the big three. I don't don't know if it's NBC, CBS, or ABC. But there was someone from there, and then there was at least one other member of the press. There might have been more. Um, But they're not covering it. And ironically enough, even though it's Biden that created this disaster, the Democrats on the committee are boycotting this trip. They have refused to come down here with us and engage in the discussion, and I think that that speaks volumes. If you want to defend, if you believe in an open border, then come down here and defend it. Defend it in Yuma. Defend it to the United States. Defend it to everybody in this country. If you believe in it, defend it. 
Um, but the Democrats are literally boycotting a United States Congress Judiciary Committee hearing because they don't like the topic. So after you get done taking your tour, what can those of you who showed up do to change the situation? So we're going to be drafting legislation. Uh, We're also going to be looking at, frankly, we're looking at impeachment articles against Mayorkas. Um, I've been reading and going back through his oath of office. I've been looking at his area of responsibility and authority. He has clearly completely abdicated his responsibility of keeping the border safe and addressing immigration issues. That's one of the things that we have to look at. There have to be consequences for these kinds of, uh, of actions. And this isn't failed policy. I talk a lot about failed policy. Joe Biden's energy in, uh, uh, policy is, a, is failed policy. The Green New Deal is failed policy, although intentional. This down here is also intentional, and it's not failed policy on their part. This is what they intend to do. I don't know why the level of cruelty is stunning. Talking to these gentlemen, and all of them were gentlemen last night. I didn't visit with any female Border Patrol agents, but talking to these folks down here, um, the, the level of cruelty that they are seeing from the drug cartels bringing these people across. And I, one thing that struck me last night was a gentleman said that nobody crosses the border unless the cartel allows it Mm. so let's just say that you're you know joe smith and you live down in in southern mexico and you want to come to yuma arizona you cannot get here unless you pay off someone in in, in a cartel and if you can't pay them off then you're going to be if you can't pay them off you're going to be a mule for their drugs you are. That's exactly what they do. So we visited with the sheriff a couple of weeks ago. He testified, and they have a the, the cartels have created actually a price list, and depending on what country you come from, it determines how much you pay to be brought across that border. So if you're from India, you may pay twenty one thousand dollars. If you're from Venezuela, you may pay seven thousand dollars. But it's always much more money than you have. And at that point, you sign an agreement. You agree that you will do whatever it is that they tell you you have to do in order to pay off that additional money. So if you pay $3,000 in cash and you owe $15,000, you're going to be a drug runner. You're going to be a human trafficker. You're going to engage in prostitution. You're going to be sex trafficked. Every person who comes across that border pays a fee to the cartels to come here, and then they are subjected to, at least if not a life, a long time of servitude to the cartels. It is a criminal enterprise, the likes of which I have never in my life seen, and I never imagined my country would be complicit in it. I'm talking with Harriet Hegeman, your Wyoming representative who's on the southern border. People want to track what you're doing down there on the border. Is any place they can go to see what you've been up to? You bet. You, you can go to my uh, official website for uh, Hegeman for Congress. Harry, I think it's Harriet for Congress or Harriet in Congress, something like that. Harriet in House. Um, you can go to my Facebook. We also will be releasing, I'm fairly certain we're going to be releasing a press release, giving more descriptors, more information about what I'm doing down here. But, you know, seeing things firsthand is very, very important, no matter what it is you do. As an attorney, I have always been a strong advocate of site inspections and field trips and going and sitting down and understanding how factories work and what you do when you're operating reservoirs and things. This is no different. So that was the interview with Harriet Hageman that happened on Thursday's program about 7.20 in the morning. Now, got a very interesting phone call from a Wyoming doctor right after that 
who described the impact on hospitals across the country of this border policy, including hospitals all the way up here in the state of Wyoming, not just hospitals down there on the border. I'll play that for you next. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Here's your morning update in the- on K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. Thirty-six at the time. It's wake up, Wyoming. Okay, once again, I had to put everything aside, all of it, just throw it away for something that I just found in the news. Also, I have a caller coming up. It is open phones right now. Triple eight ninety-seven Woods. The phone number eight 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 ninety-seven W O O D S. Darius is in Douglas. Morning, Derek. Morning, Glenn. How are you? Good, sir. What you got for me? Well, you know, uh, Harriet Hageman was down at the border, right? Yeah. Um. It's funny how these folks go down the border, do a photo, buddy. They're doing whatever, but yet they're still in support of this Ukraine fiasco. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of funny. I uh, actually sent or called into John Barrasso's office. Of course, I can't talk to my employee. You never can. Right. But I, I asked him to cease and desist all aid to Ukraine and all this stuff, and. I said I did not want a, I asked for a letter every time, and I said I did not want a kindergarten, you know, political letter about, oh, a preserving democracy and all this mess when our country's falling apart. Mm-hmm. So, in the, in, And it's the same kind of, well, entity that's hurting the hospitals is the federal government, yet these folks got in bed with the federal government and these vaccine mandates. Right. So if a lot of these hospitals are in trouble, if they went in with these mandates so that they could keep 30% of their income because of uh, Medicare and stuff, you know, and this whole narrative's falling apart. So a lot of this is their own fault. Mm-hmm. Or can be. Right. You know, um, it would be the same thing if Wyoming goes ahead and does Medicaid expansion, which gets pushed every single session of the House and Senate. There are those who look at it and say, yeah, but the federal government will send us millions of dollars. Yeah, but what are the consequences of that, which tends to destroy the state's budget and the state's hospitals? Go look at any state that's expanded Medicaid. It's very similar to what you're talking about right now. There's all the unintended consequences, hospitals taking federal money, not really realizing the problems that come with that. Um, yeah, and it's very short-sighted financially as far as a business model. I mean, when, when you mandate an experimental, you know, inoculation like this, and you, you tell your people, and then they say no because the, the insert's blank that's in the vial because of the EUA, and then you turn around and you know, some of these hospitals are in trouble now. I mean, it's ridiculous, right. you know, uh, and they were they were warned and the political entities that oversee these hospital boards were also warned and nobody's apologized. Nobody's told people they should get their job back, you know. Um, so, you know, they kind of put themselves in a split stick. Yeah. See, I, there's a, a saying lot. that I love. It's one of my favorite sayings of all time. Rule one of doing a deal with the devil don't. That's <laughs> all you need to know. Thanks for calling in. Appreciate it. Triple eight ninety seven Woods, the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Let's go to Michael, who's in Casper about illegal immigration. Hi. How are you this morning? Okay. Do I have you on here? Oh, I lost him. Oh, that's unfortunate. Let me try that again. Hi, this is Glenn. Who's on with me? Oh, it's Michael. Okay. What you got for me, sir? Well, 
Well, I wanted to chime in on that border thing, too. And my situation is this. I think they should. I'm as red as it can be when it comes to politics. Right. And however, I, the, the, the reason I think that we need to finish that wall is because of all the terrorists mm-hmm. and the drug addicts and all that other stuff. Well, personally, I think people want to do drugs, let them do it and die. I don't care. Um, but the bad people keep them out. However, right. there are some good people down there that all they're trying to do is improve their family's life. Yeah. I mean, they come up here and they're willing to work for $10 an hour when somebody else won't do the same job for 25 mm-hmm. Because $10 an hour to them is like $100 an hour to us. Right. And I don't begrudge anybody who's trying to improve their life. I mean, if I was stuck down there, I was lucky enough to be born in America. But if I was born in Mexico, as soon as I was big enough to swim, I'd come across that dang Well, river. and it's not even just Mexico, as you know. There's all sorts of South American countries and other countries from other continents, and they're all trying to get through the border, through our southern border. So there's people from all over the world struggling to get here to this country for the reason that you're talking about. It sucks where they live. They want something better. Yeah, I, I can't begrudge anybody for wanting to uh, improve their life. But as far as right. the rest of them, I would set armed guards every 100 feet. And anybody coming across, shoot them. And yeah. then if they get past them, put landmines out like they got it in freaking the DMZ in Korea. Right. Okay. All right. Thanks for calling. Well, personally, I wouldn't go that far. But there's a reason every single country on the planet has uh, on its border certain rules and regulations on its border and laws in order to get in. We vet for certain reasons. Uh, Do you have a disease that we are trying to control or can't handle here? Okay, can't come over. Do you have a job or some way to support yourself? Because we we don't want anyone coming over here to get on the government dole. You need to be able to support yourself. So there's the next one. Then when you come across the border do you have any bad intentions in other words uh we don't we have enough criminals here we have enough rapists and murderers and thieves and so on so people with criminal backgrounds that's the next one we vet for things like that and so anyone who says that well we shouldn't be vetting for these things well every other country on the planet does for the exact same reasons we do dan is in bar nine glenn oh wait dan you owe me a second letter n Okay, when you texted me, Dan, you only wrote G-L-E-N. So there's two N's there. So if you can just go ahead and pick up your Wake Up Wyoming app and send me one more letter N. That's all you need to send. I'll insert it into the proper place. We'll call it good. So what are your thoughts on China now calling for a peace agreement between Ukraine and Russia? Yeah, that would be the same country that wants to invade Taiwan, right? Okay, do not trust them. And we can have peace over there anytime. All Russia has to do is stop and then leave. That's it. Just stop and then leave. And there's peace over there. Not a problem. But, of course, China has its sights set on a country that it wants to take over at the same time, which is one of the reasons I say I completely don't trust anything that China is saying or China wants to do right about now. Meantime, as far as uh, supporting Ukraine, my big problem is that... 
a lot of the money. There, there was uh, Republicans calling for oversight of the money that we're sending to Ukraine. And my thought was, well, first off, I'm not surprised that there is an oversight. And why isn't there? Immediately, we have to. We should have oversight. Well, in fact, I wouldn't even send them just money. I would send them the hard equipment so they can use it. Because if you send them money, Ukraine, like Russia, is a very corrupt part of the world. Uh, political corruptness runs deep and has always run in those parts of the world. So to just hand them money over, you know what's going to happen to a big portion of it, right? Freedom in Cheyenne, thank you for letting people vent. Oh, I do. That you know, that, Just so you know, Freedom, this program is therapy. Yeah, it's scary that I'm your therapist, but that's the way it works out. See, I sit in a padded room and I talk to myself. And when you hear people call the show, those are the voices in my head. And I let them vent before we get to the weekend. That way they can enjoy themselves and they're safe to be around, too. 845, Wake Up Wyoming. Coming up next time, Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join in at 888-97-WOODS. Eight forty-eight is the time. Let's wake up Wyoming and see what happens when you don't keep an eye on Frank Gambino. He sneaks out of the building. Where'd you go, Frank? Oh, I'm at the Ford Center in Casper for State High School Wrestling. Okay, and that starts and when? Yeah, it starts in twelve minutes. Okay, great. So now, who will be there for this round? This bout? Every this will be for the boys. Okay, we'll start, and there'll be some girls matches in this in this first session. The girls' finals will be right. at. 7 o'clock tonight at the Ford Center. The boys' finals will be tomorrow at 3.30. The boys' semifinals also tonight. So I found, okay. my, found a parking spot. I had to wedge my way into a snow drift uh, in between the, <laughs> the, the Budweiser beer tap bands, you know, but I'm, I'm good to go. Okay, well, you're right next to the Budweiser beer guys, so you're good. But, yeah, while well, they park yeah. this thing in the parking lot, yeah. they, just, they just happen to... I just happen yeah. to maneuver a spot. Happen to. You know, I mean, we'll go with that, sure. Hey, uh, I am going to go see a movie this weekend. Remember I told you about the movie Cocaine Bear? Okay, is this going to be any good? And, uh, I, I need an honest review if you're going okay. to go see it. Because if it's well, lame, say it's lame. It looks it's like... Good, say it's good. They, for those who don't know, there was a case where someone who was in the cocaine business tried to skydive into a town laden with cocaine. And his chute didn't open. He packed it himself. And not only did he hit the ground and die, but cocaine went all over the place in big bricks of it. A bear got into it, OD'd, and died. Well, the movie, they decided to go Hollywood with it. Oh, every time the bear gets a load of some cocaine, he's like Popeye, but a very dangerous Popeye. He get It's a really big bear in the movie because in real life it was a small bear. And oh, this okay. is a massive bear, and it just goes insane. And so the idea, Frank, is it's supposed to be over-the-top stupid funny. That's what they're going for. I think, okay. I think that's a low bar. <laughs> but, I, I, yeah, I, yeah, I was going to say, if um, it, it reminds me of that Stephen King book, uh, Cujo, yeah. with that wild dog, yes. the St. Bernard. Well, in watching the previews for this movie, it looks like when someone is mauled by the bear, it's gruesome, but it's funny gruesome, if you can oh, picture like that. Oh, like one of those Chop and Shop movies, you know, uh, for Halloween and stuff? Yeah, but, I mean, they're not, yeah, gory like that, but again, you're going to be laughing at the same time you're going, ew, ew, gross. 
Well, the State High School Wrestling Tournament rolls along here at the Ford Center in Casper today. The first session will start in about nine minutes from now. The inaugural girls tournament kicked off yesterday. Those girls finals will be tonight at 7 p.m. Lucy Tickner of Glenrock will be in the 100-pound final. Avianca Guzman from Larry made it to 105 in the finals. Natrona's Andrea Conchola will wrestle for the 125-pound championship. Cheyenne Central's Metal King is in at 145. Kelly Walsh with two girls in the finals. Kylie Gangwish at 155, and Olivia Smith at 170. Grayson Golfers Cheyenne East will be wrestling for a championship tonight. In the girls' team standing, Star Valley first with 113, Kelly Wall second with 82, and Sheridan third with 80. The first round for the boys starts right at 9 o'clock in the morning here. Semi-finals tonight at 7 and 4, and the Trona's the defending champion, but the 4A complexion changed big time this year with defending 3A champion Star Valley joining the 4A ranks. Sheridan looks to be the team to beat in 4A. Green River and Douglas will be the contenders in 3A. And Kemmerer is the defending champion in 2A. And the Rangers are loaded with talent. So wrestling for the finals will be tomorrow at 3.30 here at the Ford Center. And the first round will start here in now eight minutes. High school basketball, the 1A and 2A regional tournaments roll along today. The 2A East and Sundance and the boys' side, Pine Bluffs over Sundance 49-39. Burns lost to Tongue River 74-45. In the winner's bracket, Pine Bluffs over will meet Tongue River at 8.30 tonight. Burns in a loser-all game against Sundance. On the girls' side, Pine Bluffs over right yesterday 46-41. Burns knocked off Tongue River 63-56. In the winner's bracket, Pine Bluffs versus Sundance at 4. Burns will play Lingle at 5.30. In the 1A East Regional in Buffalo, for the boys, Southeast over Midwest 68-25. KC defeated Guernsey 45-31. KC in the winner's bracket will play Upton tonight at 8.30. Midwest in the loser's bracket plays HGM at 9 this morning. In the girls' side, KC over HGM 49-20. So KC in the winner's bracket game against Southeast at 1 p.m. 4A basketball, Cheyenne Central and Cheyenne East will beat the boys and girls play tonight at the Story Gym. Laramie will be at Cheyenne South. Natrona will host Sheridan. The annual Peach Basket Classic between Natrona and Kelly Walsh will be tomorrow night at NC. Women's College basketball, the Wyoming Cowgirls drilled the battle last night, 81-66 in Laramie, so they're 19-9 overall, 12-5 in Mountain West play. Allison Furtick with 23 points to lead UW. They'll host CSU tomorrow at Laramie. Wyoming Cowboys will be in Fort Collins tonight to meet CSU in the battle of the two worst teams in the Mountain West Conference, UW 3-12 and in lead play, CSU 4-11. 7 p.m. starts tonight. We'll have that for you on KQ Radio and Casper. I had a friend of mine back in high school who joined the wrestling team, which I knew was not a smart decision on his point. And so I went out just to watch, to just try to support my friend, you know. And before the match, he's like bouncing around like a boxer, trying to get himself all Right, yeah, yeah. They're, on their, yeah. they're on their toes and everything. Oh, yeah. yeah. The guy that he's up against, though, is sitting down talking to his friends like this is casual, whatever. He's kind of bored. The match goes out there, and my friend lasted about a second and a half. <laughs> but you you go out there to support your friends anyway, right? Well, yeah. I mean, at least yeah. he tried, right? He tried, yeah. It didn't. <laughs> Seriously, second and a half and he was pinned. It was just humiliating. Bing. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. We're going to roll into news time after that. National local update on the weather forecast. Your phone calls. It's open phones. You can interrupt me anytime you want. It's Wake Up Wyoming. People. Glenn Woods, on air, online, and on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. Be part of the show at 888-97-WOODS. This is K2 Radio. A year after Russia invaded, Ukraine still stands. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. Vastly outnumbered, they have fought bravely to defend their nation, their freedom. 
Secretary of State Antony Blinken a short time ago at a U.N. Security Council meeting as the U.S. pledges another $2 billion in military aid, including weapons and ammo for Ukraine. Earlier, its president, Volodymyr Zelensky, said... We are capable to um, end the Russian aggression this year. He just met with the U.S. and our seven allies who have imposed new sanctions against those funding Russia's war. 33rd country individuals and businesses connected to Russia's attempts to avoid sanctions are involved, as well as producers of carbon fiber a key material used for defense systems. Those who import high-tech equipment used by Russia and the metal and mining sector of Russia's economy are also being targeted. Fox's Ryan Schmelz at the White House. It's been three weeks since that freight train went off the tracks in East Palestine, Ohio, spewing toxic chemicals and fumes. Republican Governor Mike DeWine tells Fox. The water's clear. The air is clear. We've got a clinic set up to for anybody who has a problem. Some have complained of being sick and that there's been a slow federal response to the disaster. Alec Murdoch testifying in his own defense again that the South Carolina murder trial a second day in a row. I admit again that I've lied to people that trusted me. But, but it just got testy in cross-examination. Prosecutor Creighton Waters angry. Murdoch's changed some of his story about when he last saw the wife and son that Murdoch denies murdering. The reason why no one's ever heard that before is because you had to sit in this courtroom and hear your family and your friends, one after the other, come in and testify that you were on that kennel video. So you, like you've done so many times over the course of your life, had to back up and make a new story that kind of fit with the facts that can't be denied. There's a big sell-off on Wall Street. The Dow is plunging 465 points because inflation rose again in January. America's listening to Fox News. There's one box that you'd run back into your burning house to grab. It's the box filled with your videotapes, film reels, and photos. Those sentimental, meaningful, irreplaceable moments. Hi, I'm Nick Mako. And I'm Adam Baselogger. We started Legacy Box over a decade ago so that we could help families save their memories from being destroyed by floods or fires. And it's not just natural disasters, Adam. Every day, videotapes and photos are slowly fading away, decaying, neglected in closets and attics. Digitizing your old media stops fading, and preserving those recordings means they are safe forever. It's like magic converting your shoebox of memories into digital files ready to watch and share. It's the only way to ensure your legacy is safe for generations. That's why over a million families have already trusted Legacy Box. Legacy Box is simple and easy, it works, and is safe. We'd love to preserve your family's collection. Don't wait. The risk is too great. Visit. Here is the latest from K2 Radio News. Make-A-Wish Wyoming shared a heartwarming story about a boy named Mikey. His life was flipped upside down last spring after discovering a tumor was preventing him from growing into and experiencing the life a seven-year-old is expected to. Since his diagnosis, Mikey has been through multiple treatments, surgeries, and spent over four months in the hospital. After the removal of the golf ball-sized tumor, Mikey lost his vision and many of the abilities that we take for granted every day, like walking talking, eating on his own, and controlling his eyelids. Mikey's mom described Mikey's condition at this point as a baby in a seven-year-old body. He had lost all motor function and developmental capability that a kid his age should have. Mikey's recovery focused on helping him relearn how to walk and eat on his own. After just two months, he was able to walk short distances. Right before leaving the hospital in June, Mikey was talking and taking steps on his own. Now his family celebrates his continued improvement, such as increased control of his eyelids and the return of vision in one eye. In November of 2022, Mikey learned that his wish to build a lightsaber would come true. In December, Mikey and his family traveled to Disney World. The trip was filled with Christmas cheer and time spent together as a family. Mikey was able to walk and stroll around the happiest place on earth, meeting Disney characters, experiencing fictional worlds, and of course, he built his very own lightsaber. 
Since June of 2022, Mikey has gained six pounds, grown five and a half inches, gets dressed on his own, walks considerable distances alone, mostly regained control of his eyelids, built a lightsaber, ate ice cream for breakfast, and miraculously beat the odds against his diagnosis. The very first girls' state wrestling tournament kicked off on Thursday morning at the Ford Center in Casper with over 200 grapplers ready to go. This is the first season that girls' wrestling was sanctioned in Wyoming, although the girls did have a de facto state championship a year ago at a youth tournament following the boys' state championships. The competition was fierce. The enthusiasm was high. The girls were wrestling through the semifinal round on Thursday. The finals are tonight, starting at 7 p.m. in the Consolation semifinals. Third place matches, fifth place matches are Friday today as well. We have a large collection of photos from Thursday's action on the mats, and they can be found at k2radio.com. The Wyoming House Majority Floor Leader and the sponsor of a bill designed to help families who homeschool applauded the passage of the homeschool bill, which was recently signed into law by Governor Mark Gordon. It's called House Bill 70. The bill removes restrictions currently in state law that only permit home-based education to be provided by a child's parent or legal guardian. The bill will allow more than one family unit to work together to provide home-based education. It passed the Senate 27 to 4. Governor Mark Gordon signed the bill into law last week. It was among the first bills passed by Wyoming lawmakers this session to be signed into law. Reporting from Casper, this is Colby Fedor. Download the on-demand app to take Casper's leading news source with you wherever you go. Built-up salt and chemicals will erode the paint on your car. Keep it clean at Wash & Glow. Monthly plans start at just $19.99 and vacuums are free. Wash & Glow at 4055 Plaza Drive. Partly cloudy skies. It won't be as cold by afternoon, but certainly a very cold start to the day. Temperatures by afternoon might make the teens and 20s. Brisk southwest winds by afternoon causing cold wind chills and blowing snow. Gusty winds tonight, not as cold. Lows in the teens. Gusty winds, blowing snow. Highs 30. Saturday and Sunday. Six of the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. It is open phone. So let's hear the rooster again. Morning. Wake Up Wyoming is about to enter daily open phones. This means that anyone will be allowed to call in and talk about anything. I mean, imagine if we actually allowed you on air to say anything you wanted. Scary, right? Well, we're just that brand of crazy. If you are offended by what other people think, then maybe you want to tune out right about now. Just saying. If you should choose to call, just remember, the more funny and interesting you are, the longer Glenn will keep you on the line. Obnoxious jerks will be hung up on. <coughs> Dave. <coughs> All right, strap in and let's do this thing. Triple eight ninety seven Woods, the phone number is 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Okay, so... Earlier this morning, I talked about some climate change things, and I'd moved all of that aside, but I just got something new in front of me. And with the new story on climate change, you know, global warming, all of that snow out there that's not supposed to be out there right now, I also have a new opening tune. Now, I have several, and I think I'll review them real quick, but in just a moment. Well, I have the Al Gore's fire, the Green Police song, if we had some global warming, the the Ray Stevens song on climate change. But now, a new one I've put together, featuring Greta Thunberg. Yes. How dare you? 
See, I, beat, I picture people at some nightclub somewhere out on a dance floor just dancing to this with Greta screaming at them in the background. That would really, I, I don't know. Does that put you in the mood for anything or just make you mad? Yeah, probably. Okay, anyway, it depends, I guess, who you are. Here's the latest story that popped up while you were listening to that news and information break. The story says the popular artificial intelligent bot chat, GPT, don't know what that is, but it was forced to admit. Wait a second. No, let me check to see what this is. It's a bot chat system. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's a chat system for – it's an artificial intelligent chat system. That machine was forced to admit that global warming has flattened in recent years after asserting there has been an increase in temperatures. The website Junk Science founder published a lengthy exchange. Is CO2 warming a hoax? Well, the chatbot was quickly to say, uh, no. It's widely accepted scientific fact. Then the machine was asked, well, then why has there been no global warming since 2015? Despite 500 billion tons of emissions. Now, when we talk about it, because every single year, every single year, you hear that, well, this was the warmest year on record. And every single year I come back and show you that it wasn't. But also, we have warm years and we have cold years. What you want to do is make a graph because, you know, sometimes we'll get several warm years in a row, sometimes several cold in a row. Are we trending warmer or are we trending colder or have we flatlined? And the answer is we have flatlined. So, quote, it's important to note that short-term temperature variations, the bot admitted, do not necessarily indicate a change in the long-term trend of what they call global warming. While it is true that global average surface temperatures have not increased since 2015, as they did back in previous decades, this does not mean that uh, the global warming effect has stopped. In fact, global temperatures in recent years have been some of the warmest on records. No, they haven't. And the, high high, uh, the five hottest years occurred in 2015. Now, again, not true, but all right, let's read on. The bot went on to claim that there's clear evidence that 500 billion tons of emissions have contributed to global warming by pointing out temperature records from the national, well, from NOAA over the past decade have been hottest. So when Malloy pressed this bot on why NOAA's data shows there hasn't been any warming, the bot insisted there has been warming. In fact, the data shows the temperatures have not exceeded any record highs. Quote, what you said about NOAA's global temperature data showing warming since 2015 is false, Malloy told the bot. Quote, I apologize for my earlier response, the bot said. It is correct that NOAA global temperature data shows there has been a slowdown in the rate of warming since 2015. While the years 2015 and 16 were record warm years, global service temperatures have not increased. Again, you got to go. There's warm years. There's cold years. You could have a really warm summer and a cold winter. Which way is it? And, and put those side by side. Are we trending warmer or colder? What are we doing here? 
Quote, but you are still wrong since NOAA global temperature data for the period 2015 through 2022 show no warming trend at all, Malloy responded. In fact, NOAA data reports a slight cooling trend. I apologize for any confusion caused by my earlier responses. The bot said, you are correct that NOAA global temperature data for the period 2015 through 2022 shows the rate of warming has slowed down. And that there's been a little net warming, period, the bot conceded. You don't need to apologize, said the gentleman. But you do need to admit that NOAA global temperature data since 2015 has shown no rise in temperatures through now. He's pressing the bot at this point. Finally, the bot says, you are correct that NOAA global temperatures since 2015 through now show relatively flat trends for global temperatures while little net warming has occurred, it admitted. So, the American Artificial Intelligence Research Company who created this bot, the, late, late last year, the free chatbot has gone viral and is capable of writing essays and reports. However, several users, may, many of them conservatives, are sounding the alarm that the, the bot has been programmed to be biased. And what you have to do is press it to not, like this guy did here, press the artificial intelligence to be non-biased. To actually just admit, take a look at the data, tell me what you actually see. And then the bot, the bot will get serious. But if you just let it go, it'll do what it was pre-programmed to do and say the garbage and nonsense that you've always been told. When it actually looks at the NOAA data, it has to admit there hasn't been any warming. Now, I'm not going to play it all the way through, but real quick. So you heard what I have. This is the new one in the file here. When I talk about climate change, there's Greta. She's just been added. That's perfect for a club. Then there's Al Gore, the only hit song he thinks he's ever had. You're driving a big car. I come on your radio. I say the end's close You just say no I say it's global warming But you call me a liar But this planet's on fire Then there's the green okay, police Okay, so it's 3708, okay. Uh, paper plastic Plastic that's the magic word. What? Green police. Ah. You picked the wrong day to mess with the ecosystem, plastic boy. Battery! Battery! Let's go! Take the house! Dan, I always did love this one. Ray Stevens. This is quite a few years old, but Ray Stevens decided to put together a song about global warming and the South Pole. Now, here we have two real pioneers embarking upon a new career, capitalizing on this global warming. Market a recycle pamper. You could say the Gullible brothers have always been the entrepreneurial type. But this next harebrained gullible venture could be earmarked as the major clincher as to whether or not they'll be living it up in their retirement age. They put all they had. 
South Pole, eagerly awaiting the impending doom of climate change. So, that song's a great song if you ever want to look that up. And then there's also this one here, which I really... Perfect if for a day like today. Some global warming, if we had some global warming, it wouldn't be 20 below. It wouldn't be 20 below. If we had some global warming, if we had some global warming, I wouldn't be shoveling snow. Wouldn't be shoving that blasted snow. So add that to the file is now the Greta Thunberg tune. You see why I love my job? 917, wake up Wyoming. Wake up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-Woods. Nine twenty-two is the time to wake up, Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Our phones are open. Triple eight ninety-seven Woods. That's eight 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 ninety-seven W O O D S. Now I know this next headline is going to come as a shock to you. What will not come as a shock to you is that this headline comes from a more conservative news organization, not a liberal organization. Right? But they're saying something they're not supposed to say. Headline: Yes. Being fat is unhealthy. <gasps> You're not supposed to say that. <clears throat> fat shaming and all that. Okay. Alcoholism. Alcoholism isn't unhealthy because there's a stigma attached to it. Smoking isn't unhealthy because people don't like the smell. Methamphetamine is not unhealthy because people sneer at the users. And being fat is not unhealthy because of fat phobia. You say... All you gotta do, you can do whatever you want. Go ahead, do it. Be a drug addict if you want, but you're you're just drug addict phobic or something like that. Drug 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 phobia. Yeah, that's you're just looking down on me. You're just trying to shame me. We're trying to get you to not do something destructive. How about that? So it says the only people who actually believe the latter, what I just explained there, are so-called experts and activists, all of whom should be ridiculed for talking about these killers and spreading dangerous lies. Campus Reform brings us the story of another so-called expert whose self-loathing has led her to promote falsehoods that will literally lead to the early deaths of her clients. Erin Harpo should be immediately fired from her position, the story says, as professor of clinical social workers at the University of Denver. Hey, Colorado and be blackballed from similar institutions. The author says, I don't say that because I personally disagree with her. I have every reason to dislike her personally. And none, well, she may be perfectly nice. I don't know. But she's also dedicated to killing her clients and committing the spread of falsehood that would lead other people to, well, take her bad advice and lead them to an early grave. Yes, they have registered a trademark suggesting that, among other things, Association for Size, the Association for Size Diversity and Health is now an organization. You're not fat. We're just trying to work towards size diversity in America. Okay, anyway, the group 
and their principles should be sued into oblivion, he says. The author says, I'm serious, they're killing people. This author writes, I am obese. My mother was obese. Her mother was obese. Each of us is aware or was aware of their obesity and how it contributes to health problems. And so, and this is where I, when I've talked about this before, when we take a look at America just not long ago, there were very few fat people out there. Pretty much everybody was rail thin. What changed is not just what we eat, the portion size that we eat, and the fact that we don't move around all that much. The story says, Erin Harp and those who promote her idea, well, they're contributing to a health crisis that's killing millions of Americans. And children are being harmed as well. Quote, the argument I'm going to make for you today is the connection between weight and health be less attributable to the actual tissue of people's bodies, more attributable to the stigma. This woman says... Uh, eating disorders, weight stigma, and medical and social work, uh, according to her biography, work relies on, uh, here we go, social justice-informed people. Oh, of course, you got to be, it, it, it's social justice. And I love this phrase they come up with. It's size diversity. Hayes, it's an acronym, and they want to get rid of size dysphoria, the Association for Size Diversity and Health after the American Academy of Pediatrics issued a new recommendation for treating childhood obesity. Well, they're just dripping with fat phobia, is what she said after that. Okay, well, here's what I put in my book, The Uncomplicated Life. If you're overweight, all you have to do is eat less, move more. Also, watch what you eat. You know, don't fill yourself with junk. But eat less and move more, and you trim down. Generations before us were not as big as we are now. And as big as we are now, most of us that are listening have a bit of a weight problem. Some have a really big weight problem. And it really comes down to eating unhealthy food, eating too much of it, and not moving around. During one plug for this organization, this woman acknowledged its criticism, including accusations of overly focusing on health, and moralizing health and have and being healthy has a white focus she said yeah so she named the symptoms of weight stigma in her presentation such as heart disease high blood pressure high blood sugar those symptoms according to a harvard school of public health are actually attributed to excess fat cells yeah but what she wants to do is make it Normalize, but also, and I love this, we need to have in our society um, more different types of people of different sizes and so on to be all-inclusive rather than just having healthy people who aren't dropping dead early. Coming up on local news, update on your weather forecast after that. Another segment of Open Phone so you can vent before the weekend. Let's wake up Wyoming.
Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Nine thirty-six. The time to wake up, Wyoming. Triple eight ninety-seven Woods. The phone number. So, Wyoming legislative leaders are praising the passage of a homeschool bill. Aha. Uh-huh. My sister homeschooled two kids, and don't tell her I said something nice about her. Did, did a great job doing it. I'm really a proponent of school choice. Here's what we have. Our man in Cheyenne, Doug Randall, wrote this up. Sponsor of a bill designed to help families who homeschool, who is also the Wyoming House Majority Floor Leader, has applauded the passage of a measure which was recently signed into law by Governor Mark Gordon. And you can read it. It's on the Wake Up Wyoming site right now. You can click on House Bill 70. Primary sponsor, recommend, uh, Representative Chip Newman, Republican Weston, Crook Counties, released a statement earlier this week, included the following, quote, This is an important common sense law for families who choose to homeschool their children. Homeschooling children will benefit greatly from the broader involvement this new law allows. The measure will lead to a richer experience for them. The bill removes restrictions currently in state law that only permit home-based education to be provided by the child's parent or guardian. The bill will allow more than one family unit to work together to provide a home-based education. Now, I do remember a couple of years ago, someone called, and when I was talking about homeschooling and private schools and so on, and this caller mentioned the idea, which I thought, this is a great idea. I just never thought of it. So you've got a, several families that would like to homeschool, but they don't have the time to do it. But they want their kids out of public school. They want to do something different. So they hire a teacher all together, chipping in, and start their own private schoolhouse for just them. There you go. Why can't they do that? And that was asked by the state of Wyoming. Why can't they do that? Well, they can. And now they're allowed to. The measure sailed through the legislature with little opposition passing the House 60 to 1, with the lone vote being cast by Representative Carly Provozana, I guess, Democrat Albany County. I would like to know what Carly thought was the problem. It passed the Senate 27 to 4, and it names uh, Senator Case, of course, Rothfuss, the usual suspects, uh, Giroux and Cooper, dissenting from the majority. Again, I would like to know why they had a problem with this. Governor Mark Gordon signed a bill into law last week. It was among the first bills signed by Wyoming lawmakers. So, worth looking at this, if, you, if you're someone who's homeschooling or you're interested in it, go to the Wake Up Wyoming website. The story is titled, The Wyoming Legislative, uh, Wyoming Legislative Leader Praises Passage of Homeschool Bill. That's the one. You're looking for a homeschool bill in the story. And you can click right away at the top of the story on House Bill 70. And it takes you. What's nice about Wyoming laws is they're written easy for a reason. The first paragraph tells you this is what this law is about. And it's a short paragraph. This one reads, an act relating to education, modifying the definition of a home-based education program, 
and providing for an effective date. The purpose of this article, a home-based education program means a program of education instruction provided by the child's parents or legal guardians or by a person designated by the parent or legal guardian. So in this case, and by the way, and that's the end of the bill. That's it. That's the whole thing. This is not like Washington, D.C., where they can add all sorts of things to it that have nothing to do with education or whatever. That's it. That's the bill. So they just went to the the old law and they just changed a couple of terms in there. This would also mean, let's say, that you want to homeschool your kids, but you don't have time. But we'll say, just for the fun of it, that you personally have the resources to hire your own teacher, tutor, if you will, your own teacher. You're going to, instead of getting with other families to all hire one and start a small schoolhouse, you're going to hire somebody to come in. Well, you can go ahead and do that now. If you have the resources by yourself to do it, fine. If you don't, get with other families. And as a collective, you can hire teachers, start your own one-room schoolhouse. Boom, there you go, if that's what you choose to do. I'm always in favor in as many choices in education as possible. So you, the parent, it's your decision. That's your kid. It's your decision. You get to make whatever you think is the best decision for your kid because nobody has your kid's best interest in mind more so than you do. My sister, who homeschooled, just wrote in, I think the homeschool bill sounds funny, like families don't already work together. How can you restrict that? We used to teach each other's kids all the time. Well, there's the thing. In the state of Wyoming, there was something in our law that did restrict it. That has been removed. So now Wyoming law is much more like Florida law. That should have been done a long time ago, huh? 942, wake up Wyoming. Glenn Woods, make your voice heard at 888-97-WOODS. This is AM 1030, K2 Radio. Forty-seven. Time is wake up, Wyoming. Off we go to talk to Frank Gambino, who's on location over at the Ford Center. Right? That's where we are. The State High School Wrestling Tournament for the boys. Nine yeah. mats for in the first round. It's crazy nuts, obviously. I hear a lot of noise going on back there. So are they wrestling right now? Uh yeah. They're all, they're, okay. There's nine matches going on right now. What's on the menu over there at the concession stands? I don't know. Okay. I have to find see. Out. Priorities, Frank. Priorities. Oh, oh, I, oh, I know. The lunch is at noon. I got that. I got that straightened out. Okay, you know? good. I All mean, right. There's so many schools here, and you just kind of try to pay attention to as much as you can, right? You know, and and, and I, I should start taking a big video gallery or picture gallery of like wrestling moms. They yeah. agonize over this so much. Oh, I bet. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, I would bet, though, now, they agonize over this, but do you remember, I forget what the boxer was, some years ago, there was a boxing match in where one of the boxers was clearly losing and getting his butt kicked, and his mother jumped into the ring and started to hit the opponent with her purse. Do you remember that one? Hello? Are you that? I'm right here. Can you not hear me? Hello? Okay, I think I might have lost Frank. Yeah, I'm right here. Okay. Frank cannot hear hello. me for some reason. All right. I had to hang up on him because he kept saying hello. 
I, <laughs> there was a story, hopefully Frank calls back, uh, some years ago. It, it made a lot of pictures in the newspapers because at the time we didn't have the Internet. We only had newspapers. So, yeah, there was a boxer who was losing, and his mom jumped into the ring and started hitting her son's opponent with her purse. Now, of course, what do you do to that? What do you do if you're the guy getting hit by the purse? You back, Frank? Yes, I'm back. Yes, I, and I, could... I saw that video where the yes. mom gets in the ring and wants to punch the referee and the other guy. Yes. What do you do in that case? Except, you know, <laughs> mom wins. Yeah. If you know, I were, one of those things to go. Yeah. If I were the ref, I would have just grabbed mom's hand and thrown it up in the air and went, winner. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, she beat everybody. So is that the kind of thing you're seeing there when moms are getting all worried? Well, you could just tell their, they wear their emotions right on their sleeve and their yeah. face. So I'm sure some of these guys and the girls are like, Mom. Yeah. <laughs> but you got slammed. I know, Mom. It's wrestling. That happens. Yeah, Mom. And, okay. So how many <laughs> matches are going on at once? Nine. Okay. So I think when this is all said and done, by the time Saturday night rolls around, they'll wrestle like close to a thousand matches. Okay. Okay. But they have a lot of people to get through in a very short period of time. Average wrestler has to do how many matches in a day? They can do um, five and one crack. Five, five in this tournament. Five in this tournament. Okay. I would guess plenty of time to rest in between. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, there, there, it would have to be. A, 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 like a rule that there's a certain amount of time in between. Yeah, for okay. That. Makes complete sense because it looks exhausting to me. Okay, let's do sports. All right. The State High School Western Tournament rolling right along here at the Ford Center in Casper. The girls, semi, the girls' finals will be tonight. This is the inaugural girls' tournament. Uh, Lucy Tickdor of Glenrock will wrestle with the 100-pound final. Avianca Guzman made it to the 105 final. Natura's Andrea Panchola wrestles at 125. Cheyenne Central's Metal King at 145. Kelly Walsh has two girls in the final. Skyly Gangwish at 155. Olivia Smith at 170. Grayson Goff of Cheyenne East at 190 for a championship tonight. The girls team standing Star Valley first with 113. Kelly Walsh second with 82. And Sheridan third with 80. The boys round right now. And the semifinals will be tonight at 7 p.m. In 4A, and the Troy is the defending champion, but the 4A complexion changed big time this year with defending 3A champion Star Valley joining the 4A range. Sheridan looks to be the team to beat in 4A. Green River and Douglas are the top contenders in 3A. And Kemmerer is the defending champion in 2A, and the Rangers are loaded. So wrestling right now at the Ford Center in Casper, the semifinal round for the boys at 7.30. The finals for the boys tomorrow at 3.30. In 4A boys basketball and girls basketball, Cheyenne Central and Cheyenne will meet in girls and boys fight tonight at the Story Gym. Laramie will be at Cheyenne South and the Toronto will host Sheridan. The annual Peach Basket Classic between the Toronto and Kelly Walls will be tomorrow night at NC. In women's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowgirls drove the battle last night, 81-66, to improve the 19-9 overall. 12 and 5 in Mountain West play. Allison Furter with 23 points to lead the way for UW. They'll host Colorado State tomorrow in Laramie. The Wyoming Cowboys will be in Fort Collins tonight. Meet CSU in a battle of the two worst teams in the Mountain West Conference. UW is three and twelve at elite play CSU four and eleven. That's a seven p.m. start. We'll have it for you on KC Radio and Casper and KCTY at Laramie. That's it in sports. If you're bored, come on down. There's plenty of wrestling. Oh, plenty of room now. If you're not able to get to that, let's remind everybody: Yo Preps is a free app to download. And everything that Frank is watching and David Settle's watching over the weekend, you're going to post it there. Pictures and all, right? 
Pictures at all. Have a great day. All. all right. Have a great weekend, Frank. Appreciate <laughs> it. So, yeah, he can head on over to, and again, he's at the Ford Center. It's in Casper, Wyoming. And I know David Settle, who's at our station that's in Laramie, Wyoming. He will be posting as well because there's a whole lot of sporting events going on around the state, despite the snow. And, dear Lord, the pictures that I've seen, and we've posted quite a few of them, but if you're on social media, people are posting pictures all over the place of just these massive snow piles and drifts and so on. So, yeah, we'll be digging out for a while, but there you have it. It's been quite a week weather-wise. Wind's going to pick up a lot of that around, I know, but at least it's going to be a bit warmer out there. Okay. Been a lot of help, folks. I appreciate it all, not just throughout the week, but today. We have more to post for you on the Wake Up Wyoming site. Oh, and this program, if you missed, a lot of important things happened on this program this week. If you missed any program, no, you didn't. Wake Up Wyoming app, free at your app store. When you open it, you'll see a toolbar across the middle. Left side of the toolbar, it says On Demand. Touch that. Select Wake Up Wyoming. Pick the episode you want. Listen when you want. The show is condensed, getting rid of news and so on to make it easier to listen to. Pause it, replay it, share it. Have a great weekend. Let's wake up Wyoming.